With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are now entering Odyssey Station. Please remain seated until docking is complete. Odyssey. Dare to wonder. You are now entering Odyssey Station. Please remain seated until docking is complete. Odyssey. Dare to wonder. Welcome back to another episode of Doctor Who Audio Files, episode number one. It was another episode, but it was a number. It's number one. I'm your host, Jared, and with me, as always, is a wonderful Ragabond crew, Miss Danny. Hello. Mark Baumgarten from Mark Who 42. Hey. And also joining us for episode one, Miss Tina Womack. Tina, how are you? I'm good. So... In the episode zero that aired before this, people heard all about Jared, they heard all about Mark, they heard all about Danny. It's time for them to hear all about you. Give us a brief synopsis of your fandom background. What brought you here? Uh, my fandom background. Well, I wasn't really into any like sci-fi or anything like that really until a few years ago. Uh, and then now I'm just all in. I watch um, all the Star Treks, except for the original series. I can't get into that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Doctor Who, um, all of the new Doctors. Mm-hmm. Again, can't get into the older ones. Okay. Um, I know, okay. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm also new Doctors. I tried the old ones. Oops. Uh, I'm into just a bunch of random stuff, I guess. And you know what? That's fine. And in many ways, I envy you because you have all of these worlds that are fresh and new to you, and you're going to go on all these journeys for the first time. So in many ways, I envy you because that's very exciting. So It really is. So since we are a Doctor Who audio show, we're going to talk, who's, your, who's some of your favorite Doctors right now from the Doctor Who universe? Um, I really like Chris Eccleston. Uh, he, you know, they say your first Doctor is your favorite or whatever. Um, 
or maybe that's just something I've heard. Yep. But uh, <laughs> it's true. I really that's like true. him a lot. I agree. And then uh, I've really loved Capaldi and um, Joni Whitaker. I haven't been able to watch um, the whole. Like I haven't been able to watch many of her episodes mm. just because I don't have access to them. But um, but the ones I saw, I really loved. Right. And it's really nice with Capaldi, too, because Capaldi is, in many ways, a classic series doctor thrust into the new series universe. Yes. And, and the way his storytelling is set up. Jodie's the same way. Jodie, we just had season one with her. She's finding her way very nicely. Eccleston, I loved Eccleston. Danny really Everyone. loved Eccleston. I yeah, love she wants I to be saved it. by Eccleston. I was, I know, so in love. So and, in love. I and, watch any thought including thor 2 i own that movie i've never seen it again but i own it did you see a, a price above rubies i have not there's something there's it's i'm not sure that's the exact right title but he he looks all right in that movie <laughs> awesome so yeah that, and that thing that you said about your first doctor being your favorite that's true a lot of people their first doctor is their doctor you know it's the one that they grew up with the one they fell in love with right you know in the new series eccleston is still one is still to this day one of my favorites from that's come out of the new series you know it's it's awesome eccleston and tenant i think are my two favorites jody's grown uh eaten easily a third for me i know that might be scandalous but what about capaldi capaldi's great i, I, know. I, I, I love capaldi too yeah. we, will, we will have a detailed conversation about Capaldi. Okay. Um, so let's get to some Doctor Who audio news from this week. Okay. Um, from the BBC side of things, we had not really much coming out. They've released the latest of the Nest, Nest Cottage adventures, yeah. you know, narrated by Miss Wibsey. For those of you that are Tom Baker fans and really liked the Hornet's Nest, Dragon Quest, Demon Quest, though that those box sets there's another standalone audio adventure for that, mm -hmm. that got released which is narrated by mrs Wibsey herself which is good over on the big finish side we've had a couple of releases this past week which are really good um we had just today a new torchwood release yes yes with katie manning and uh captain jack uh john yep. berman oh. called yes. the called oh. The Green Life, that is a sequel to the audio story, The Green Death. We Do you see a pattern going here? Because the first one in the new series had the Fendel in it, mm -hmm. and this one has Joe, and I'm just, I, I haven't been looking ahead, but oh. I'm just thinking they're going with, because it's the 20th anniversary of the Doctor Who and yeah, Infinite. Th that, is exactly, that is exactly what it is. It's a series, they're, they're doing a series of four, um, I believe the next one is going to be Susie Costello and some Slovene. Oh. And then you oh. get and then you get Reese with some Autons. Oh wow. Well, okay. Units done Autons, but and so is New Who. But yeah, that's cool. Where's Yanto? Very cool. All I want is Yanto. Yanto. Oh yeah. I, yes, Yant well Gareth David Lloyd is a great guy. Yep, he's a dear, he's in real life, he's a dear friend of mine, and he'll be on the show soon. But um, cool. that, was, that was it. And then also we saw a new release, a second Doctor release, Companion Chronicle style, called 
the year of the Drex Olympics, all about mm-hmm. him learning Venusian Aikido. It's Fraser Hines doing his second doctor impression. That's all it is. That man does that better than anybody else. I remember awesome. the, the Danny Cortina, when the first time I heard Fraser do his Patrick Troughton impression, I nearly crashed my car. <laughs> I'm gonna, like the lady with the spider, you saw a spider and then you just went, ah! Mm. <laughs> and it was a doctor. Right. Yeah. You know, earlier this month, uh, Big Finish on the main range put out their 250th. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and I, it's called The Monsters of Gokroth, and it has um, Jessica Martin as Mags from Greatest Show in the Galaxy. And the one thing that I, I, I have only one problem with it, it doesn't feel like the 250th episode because like the 50th they had Zagreus 100 they had 100 those recorded time there was you know they always do special ones and this feels like it's a regular release right even though it's a little special because Jessica Martin who's a a friend of mine uh, is in it as Mags but um, I know that you had a problem with it Jared. Yeah, we will go a we will do an episode on this story in the future. But I listened to it the day it came out because I was a great Sylvester McCoy fan growing up. I love the mm-hmm. show in the galaxy, and the fact that this compa- this character was coming back and was going to be a companion, it was going to be really good because Big Finish has done a lot of good things with that, with these little side characters and reintroducing them and giving them new life. Yeah. And the problem I had was it was too dark. It was darkness on top of darkness on top of darkness. And we will get into more of that later. I know that was her character, and they were trying to do a, like, universal monsters feel to the story. But it just didn't do it for me at all. It kind of worked for me because I thought the darkness on darkness was important. But I was hoping that they do, like, a bookend of two dark stories because she's a punk werewolf, so you need dark stories. I was hoping the second story was going to be lighthearted, and in mm-hmm. fact, it's not. But the third story, uh, with Ace in it too, looks like it could be a little humorous. I, I hope so, because when you have dark characters, that's their thing. They're dark, that's, what's make, that's what makes them cool. When you put mm-hmm. a dark character in the middle of a dark story and surround them with other dark characters, there's nothing special about them. Um, all right, uh, we agree to disagree. I mean, because I I do know what you're saying, and I I do, I I totally get what you're saying, but I thought it needed a dark story to start it out. Having two dark stories in a row, that's a problem. Yeah, and we'll talk about this more later on in the the show as this podcast continues. But um, moving, moving on, are we, any other news, audio? Oh, Cortino, I'll, I'll ask you this. What has been your experience with audio stories in the past? Uh, I really have a hard time um, with just audio and no visual. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to focus. But if I sit down and like really um, pay attention, you know, that's the only way I can get it. So I have not listened to a lot of audio stuff right. in the past. I knew, I've, I've actually found it easier to listen to the audios while I'm in the car. Yes. In yes. my house. 
because I, you know, when I first started, uh, especially uh, with this one, because I think um, I'm the same way. I like, I when I first started saying, we're going to do this, I was like, ooh, do they have a book too that I could read along with <laughs> or I could look at? And because um, I tried to start listening in the house and I was doing stuff and I went, this is not working. But in the car, it was totally different and it was so much interesting. And, and it was, wasn't it kind of like you wasn't it kind of like you were watching TV, but you just weren't looking at the picture? It, I don't know. I think it, maybe it's because of the surround sound in the car. Yeah. That made it more, like, you know what I mean? Like, even though I was driving and I'm looking at everything else, I found that I was really into Paying attention. It, and yeah. I was paying attention to it more so than I when I tried to do it just in the house or, you know, if I just put some earbuds in and just stared out at the wall. Just don't wind up in the wrong location when you're done driving. Because that's a bad thing with the audios. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's how I used to listen to um, the seventh rule in the car because uh, before I could watch the videos, I could only listen to the audio, and it's way easier in the car. Mm. Cool. Um, Jared, do uh, Big Finish mm -hmm. uh, 20 years, uh, well, 21 years because you, you got to, figure in Benny but I yep. mean, it's been a long time and you know that wasn't the beginning of the audios because they had the audio visuals the first one that I really say is television the, yeah the first Doctor Who audio would have been the Pescatons back in the 70s yes, with Tom Baker I want to say I want to say there was one that was earlier that was just like an audio annual type thing but it wasn't it didn't get a very wide release the first like real it was the doctor who annual thing that i'm thinking about came from around the hartnell Troughton era yeah it was nothing more than them reading the stories so when i think about audios at this point i'm thinking about stories that are created for audio yeah and that would have been the pescatons then you go back up into the 80s and you get slip back and the slip back definitely the, yeah the ghosts of in space the paradise of death you get all that did you have the record album of genesis of the daleks i used to i, yeah, I used to too I, <laughs> I was a good audio as well as a video uh um Looking, looking forward to things we have coming up, uh, coming out soon from Big Finish as to what, for people that are interested at all, there's more unit coming up. Mm -hmm. That is some news that I want to talk to you ladies about that's really interesting um, and get your thoughts on this. You both know the character of River Song, correct? Love right. her. Spoiler. <laughs> what, Tina, what's your thoughts on River? My thoughts on River Song? She's like my favorite. <laughs> well... They have, have we've talked we've talked about this before. They have given her her own range at Big Finish, mm -hmm. and since River goes in and out of the Doctor's timeline, she pops in and out. The, it on, on the audios, she can go all the way back and all the way forward. So I think it'll be exciting. Yeah, they're doing some audios with her all the coming way out next week. It's coming out this. Is it this week? No, it just got announced. It'll be later. Just got announced. The one okay. that I'm talking about is coming out later, where she's going and visiting like the first Doctor. Oh. And Jago and Lightfoot and all that. So we're gonna have fun with that character. So if you like River Song, she's coming. We've just got some stuff to get through before we get to her. So because I'm no, trying. But to... 
isn't there a unit release? Maybe it was this yep. weekend, and it has two-parter with River Song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to be – I can't wait to get that. Yep. And there's a couple things we need to listen to before we get there, but yes, I know there was a release like that. <laughs> See, so, I'm gonna always listen ahead of, of what you were listening to on this show because I, I, well, I can't miss anything. We I when I was working on the schedule this week, I made I took a lot of things into account. You know, the, the classic series, the new series. People like the new, people like the old, etc. Um yeah. So like next week we've got a new series audio that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then after that, Daniel be excited. There's a torchwood. <laughs> yeah. Captain Jack, you're such a dreamboat. After Yonto. <laughs> He's such Always a whore. John Barrowman is such a whore. That's uh, all right. Can I say <laughs> that on TV or radio or whatever? Sure. Uh, you know okay. what, though? Pimpin' ain't easy, and neither is Hoenn. That's so, the, you know, you're right. You're let's, absolutely let's, right, let's, and let's, I have very, I have respect for John Barrowman, and that's important. I love, oh my gosh. Man, the man, the myth, the legend, the crazy. I love it all. <laughs> but I do have a question, Tina, that I was asked last week by the guys about starting in an audio. Did you find it difficult, like, um, starting in an audio, not knowing about this doctor? Like, I, as we both tend to do the, the newer doctors, did you find any difficulties in knowing who he was or understand, like, you know, when you were thinking of the story or were you nervous about jumping into a story about a doctor that, you weren't quite familiar with no yeah I don't I can't even picture him in my head I don't even I don't know anything I don't know what's going on <laughs> I don't know the characters or anything you, well and it's, really, and it's really interesting you get that's a doc that's a doctor who thing because there's you write the doctor there are things that the character of the doctor would do mm -hmm. right you get specific incarnations that embellish that a little bit and I, you hit it on the on a nail on the head, Danny. Is that one of the things we'll look at is picking a, this, a stories that feel like this doctor or don't feel like that doctor, etc. Awesome. So that's what I figured. I, as someone else, I'm like, yay, team novice. We we got this. Novice got this. All right, because because I mean, Colin Baker I, is one of my favorites. All sixty. Mm -hmm. I know. See, and then, oh, so oh, did I spoil the review? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, for our next one, so if we end up with a, another doctor that the two of us haven't gone through, so just like, you know, with maybe our, our listeners before, maybe then we can have a little bit of a talk about, you know, the doctor that we are talking about. So that people understand, like, you know, hey, this is it. The actor who played it, the, you know, what he was kind of known for, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't, I don't have to be like completely in depth, but just so to give like that nice little spark. Cause remember we're all, there's still, there's a lot of newbies like yep, myself. That's true. That's Tina, true. So I think that'd be really fun for our listeners and uh, listeners. If you agree, make sure tweet or send us messages on what you would like to know about maybe some of the characters before we start on our next audios as well as we tell you about our audios. Yep. Mark, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And Actually, Jared, do you want to talk a little about Colin? Might, might as well. Well, Colin, uh, it's really funny. You're sitting here talking about not having a visual for him. In many ways, that might be a pro, a, a plus. <laughs> <laughs> because 
Cortina, if you go and Google a picture of Colin Baker as the doctor, he wasn't given the best wardrobe out there. No. Think like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and slap a wig on him, and that's about what you got. Is that the one with the celery? No, it's no, the one, no, 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 one no. after the celery. Oh, gosh. He's, he, he's like, really colorful. Yes. I was – because I was a little bit confused because I went – oh. Colin Baker versus Tom. There was two Bakers. Um, he's the one with the question marks, like Osgood. Oh, right. Right? He has a cat. He has a little um, a cat, a cat on his. But there was yeah. he, he but he has question marks as well, like yeah. Osgood. Yeah. yeah, but Davis and McCoy. No, McCoy dropped the question marks, but Baker and Davison both had question marks. And Tom Baker had question marks in the final season yep. too. Uh, you know, John Nathan Turner loved question marks. What can I say? It gets back to them not changing clothes. The doctor didn't change his shirt for three lines. <laughs> yeah. There's some nastiness going on. <laughs> you know what? I always kind of thought about that because, I mean, later on, like a couple of them, they did kind of change a little bit, but they literally wore almost the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. And their companions didn't really wear the same. They had to stink after a while. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, Colin in the audio adventures, he, he, he wears, he sometimes wore a blue cloak, a blue, yeah. uh, a blue, so, you know, which you know it's I've bad. seen pictures of him and I've seen pictures drawn of it and it's a much better outfit. You know it's bad when they have to change your wardrobe in audio. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we are not even seeing you and we got to change your clothes. It's so bad. But um, Colin Baker, when at the time that we, I, I touched on this some last week, I'm not speaking Ill, Ill of Colin Baker. He's a great man. But in many ways, he got kind of the short shaft when it came to yes. stories. And he kind of took the brunt for it. If you go back and look at Doctor Who magazine, every year they do this annual, who's your favorite doctor? Who's your favorite companion? Blah, 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 blah. And Colin was down there with Pertwee and Hartnell and Troughton and these people that had been dead for 10 years and nobody remembered what they looked like. <laughs> he was down there. It was only when these audios started coming out that people figured out how to write for his doctor and give him good stories. That his popularity, he went from being zero to hero just like that, to quote Hercules. I mean, <laughs> he went from nothing to number one thanks to the audios because they yeah. gave him some brilliant things and he has a brilliant companion coming up that you guys haven't met yet but you'll be meeting soon which is really fun there's big finish introduces audio only companions the companions from the story we listened to this week uh melanie she was in in some ways a transitory companion because she showed up <laughs> she showed up towards the end of colin and didn't really do anything and she's there at the beginning of mccoy and didn't really do anything. And, and they never really met for the first time on TV. Yeah. She just sort of showed up, and yeah. then was she was there, and then she said, oh, there's a real... Hi. There's a there, Carter. Can I come inside? No, Danny. Um, no? Okay. Uh, no, it's literally, they pick her up at a point, oh, yeah, I started meeting, the, I met the doctor before, and we've been traveling for a while. That's the intro you get. You don't yeah. know where to Yeah. She just sort of shows up. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. I've, been, I've been here for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Episode 9 of Trial of a Time Lord. 
Uh, I was like, I'm looking at pictures of him. He was kind of handsome with all his little curly wasn't hair. Wasn't he? Yeah, he still is. He's not bad. He's okay, not. are you are you googling him right now, Danny? I'm looking at him right now because I knew he was the colorful one. But <clears throat> Dan, you know what I, Danny, Danny. Yeah, you. Go into the Google. Go into the search bar. Into the Google. All right. Search the for the word. Search for the words Colin Baker, porn stash. Oh God. Oh, are you serious? Are you making her do that? Oh, I am. I'm doing it right now. All right. All right. Oh my gosh. There's oh. a picture. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did you turn the safe oh. search off? There's um, a picture for you. <laughs> wow. Hey, you uh, know, David like Tennant and Matt Smith have also <laughs> been naked uh, on film and on stage. So. Oh no, it's just the mustache. No, it's just the mustache. I know, yeah. but I'm just trying to make them feel better. I don't know. Oh no, I was enjoying it. I was like, hey, I. <laughs> 70s porn stashes they're they're well, like that was, was that on the stash. that was on the show the brothers right yeah yeah, yeah. he played yeah. he he was the bad guy on brothers uh he was famous for it uh he was on i think for four of the six seasons or something yep. um and then when he was picked to be doctor who people were like oh, the guy from brothers on doctor who what's did that can't be well they, they look like they such could... a baby face they shaved off his stash and then Look like Babyface McGee for a hot mm. moment, and kind of old looking over here. Well, while we're recovering from Babyface porn stashes and brothers, and all this stuff, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back to dive into our actual review of this story right here on Doctor Who Audio Files. Odyssey, dare to wonder. Dare to Wonder. Doctor Who Audio Files. I'm your host, Jared. Mark's still here. Hey! Danny's still here. And I'm sober. And <laughs> Tina is here wondering what she's gotten herself into. <laughs> Basically. So, this we are here to talk about our first audio that we are going to review on this show. And I wanted something that was a good intro. Went with something classic, a really popular release from way back in the day. Colin December Baker's, 2001, I think. Yep. Yeah. Colin Baker's The One Doctor. Now, back then in December of every year, they decided to do an audio that was like not really Christmassy, but lighter. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's what this audio was. Going round robin, starting with Danny. What did you think of The One Doctor with Colin Baker? It was super fun. It was like, it was kind of like, it reminded me of uh, some like the really kind of fun, goofy ones with like Matt Smith. Yep. Like, where it was like, <laughs> no, I mean, where you had like, you know, the yeah, no, yeah. you had the more, I would say, Eccleson and like a lot of times, sometimes with Tenet, they would be kind of serious. I mean, Tenet would have some really fun ones as well. Matt Smith, had, Smith to me had a lot more like goofy fun ones. And it was kind of like one of those classic goofy fun ones. Mm-hmm. More so than a super serious one. So I, I liked it. It was fun. Um, I really, really liked Mel. I thought she was cool. Really? I liked wow. Wow. She I liked did. Mel. Uh, wow, everybody. She liked Mel. All right. No, no, no. Mel? No, no. In the TV series, a lot of people didn't like Mel. Mel gets She's a lot great of in the fun. audio. She's great. Bonnie Langford is a great oh. actress. She was yeah. on EastEnders. Love her. I thought she was a really strong female character where, like, like Banto every time was like, can I hold your hand? And she's like, oh, my God, here. She's like, okay, let go now. You want to play? <laughs> uh, I, I found her, and I didn't find her to be either, A, like a nursemaid to the doctor or, like, second fiddle. She was, like, her own. She seemed like she should be on Torchwood <laughs> where she was just her own person and she was just ready. All right, you, you're team A and we're team B. Fine, or we can switch around and. She was just ready to go. That's what I got from it. You are probably the first person on the planet that has ever said Mel needs to be on Torchwood. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like, like a str- I was like, no. Well, remember, I've also didn't see her yep. on TV. This is that's true. You didn't, you didn't see her. I, that's what's really interesting with this bringing you guys newbies to hear these new perspectives. Tina, the Doctor Who, the One Doctor. What did you think? Uh, I really just can't. <laughs> I can't okay. can't with this doctor like it though it's probably because it's um because it's audio and they need their voices to be more expressive but it was a lot it was a lot for me a, a, a lot in what in what way like um like i don't want to say i don't want to say overacting but i'm thinking it <laughs> okay it was wow. um it was it was really um it's like they were trying too hard at times. Right, 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 right. I can't, I can't, yeah. I don't know if it was the writing or if it was the um, characters because mm. it seemed like they were all that way. But, um, but it was just a lot for me. It was a, like over the top. Now, both of you are coming from the new series. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mark, right. hang on. I, I, I just got to stop Mark for a second. Mark, what did you think? Well, I, I liked it. It started with a scam. Then we got to go to Ikea and watch The Weakest Link. And then finally, we got to take an excursion to Little Britain. I, I enjoyed that. I, I thought it was a good story with those four parts. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, I, I, I liked the episode. I, I thought it was very funny. Um, the fact that um, the Doctor and Sally Ann are in absolutely no jeopardy uh, at all. most of episode mm-hmm. two and three. Uh, and <laughs> I just loved it. So I want to ask Tina and Danny, because you guys both came from the new series. Mm-hmm. The new series has a different episode structure, a different pacing. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of times when the TARDIS lands in the new series, the TARDIS lands right in the middle of what would have been episode two 
of the classic series. Yes. So the classic series story structure is slower. Was, yeah. Did you, did that, did this story work for you or was it too slow? Did it? It was certainly too slow. <laughs> uh, it wasn't too slow, but I could have sped some things up. Like I felt like, but that's the same thing as, you know, just Star Trek Discovery. Like when we see certain things and we're like, all right, wrap it up. You're all, yep. yes, we're all saying goodbye. Wrap it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and that's a newer series too. And I think it goes with that there, it's, since it's a radio play mm -hmm. and they're trying to play for dramatic effect that sometimes mm -hmm. It, it would be like, okay, yeah, all right, we got this. All right, moving on, moving on. Well, and it, but most of the time it was with, like, for me, it was with Banto. Mm. A lot of the stuff with him, I felt like a, a good eighth of his conversation could have been cut off. Right. Mm. Like, it was just unnecessary things, I think, that didn't move the story further. Well, the opening no. lines, uh, you know, you, you start to think, oh, no, the doctor's turning into the billiard, which you guys probably have no idea who I'm talking about. But uh, the, the, old, the classic who people know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the maniacal Monopoly game. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was hysterical. Uh, I, but it, it's hysterical. It's funny, but when that's the first thing you listen to, you're like, eh. But I, I understand it. They were trying to do away. They were trying to look for something different on the classic, look, the Doctor and the Companion are in the TARDIS opening shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it, at least, it, I mean, it's 2001, so it's still not, you know, the doc they wouldn't have all these fangled things that we all use now, even though, you know, it's the turn of the 2000s. But so the Monopoly part didn't really bother me or anything, but it was a very strange opening of the two of them. Now, I picked this story very specifically, other than the fact that it's one of my favorite, absolute favorite Big Finish audios of all time. But there's a lot of new series connections and references here. A lot of things that are followed up in the new series. Yes. I have one. <laughs> uh, Go for it. Danny, the Weakest Link. The Weakest the Link? The lady from The Weakest Link, because the whole time I was like, I just wanted her to go. What, she finally went, it is done. Goodbye. And I went, ha! Because they do that. Um, is it in, um, with the, the tent? Bad wolf, and, bad wolf and Parting of the Ways. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, ha! Oh, my gosh. This lady's everywhere. And then I, I when I had to look, I didn't realize she was the queen as well. Mm -hmm. Like, because it said, like, she was the, the presenter and stuff. Yep. And then also um, the jellyoid. Jelloid, the Jelloid. Jell that's the big Matt thing. Lucas. Uh, the being Matt Lucas, and that's that's Nardo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nardo, who's I'll, which is funny because I can't stand Nardo. That's that's the thing. A lot of the you'll see some of the new series writers and in this case an actor playing a part. Tina, what did you think about? Um, did you was there anything that you that stood out for you, like reference wise for the new series? I didn't notice anything. I've... Oh, 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 I have something that you should have noticed. Mm -hmm. The doctor oh. snogging Sally Ann. Oh. There's a lot of Time Lord kissing. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and. But it hurt his understanding. Well, until you guys said that last week and we were having this discussion, I don't know if it was on air or off. I didn't know that the doctor didn't kiss anybody. No. I would have never known. That, I mean, because, you know, 
I mean, Eccleston, he kissed Rose, too. Everybody, everybody's kissing everybody mm-hmm. up in here. All the stuff. All the Kissing doctors. Yeah. I mean. And, and the then. Doctor oh, 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 and then when Sally Ann. Howard a queen, yeah. apparently. Oh, this was funny. I thought this was really funny. Sally Ann, you know, first. Uh, so Sally Ann is checking to, to, to see that the doctor has two hearts. And it's not for three minutes of dialogue before he says, oh, you can remove your hands. So she's holding on to his chest. And this is supposed to be when he's still like, you know, curly toe hair, sexy doctor, right? He's sexy. She kept calling him sexy. And then at the end, she calls him sexy. So that brings that into canon. So the producer and one of the directors of this story is Gary Russell, who went on to be script editor for Doctor Who and the Sarah Jane Adventures for a while. And he was really involved with Torchwood and all that. The one big connection that you guys didn't put is the entire plot mm. is an inspiration for the next Doctor with David Tennant. Yeah. The whole, the Doctor shows up and the Doctor has already saved us, but I'm not, I'm the Doctor, it's not me, who is it? That is the same basic plot and setup for the next doctor it, it is it yeah, is yeah. and the title the one doctor um I, I i found interesting because you know every time there's a a, a multi-doctor story in the classic series you have the two doctors the three doctors the five doctors and so this one was like a multi-doctor scam so the one doctor is a perfect title and then at the very end he says there's only room for one the mm-hmm. one doctor anyway and did, one, did, one does, he ever, does he ever save Banto at the end? <laughs> this, story? this story has not had the sequel that it is screaming for. <laughs> oh, okay. Totally. You gotta save Banto. Banto. I mean, he's Banto. And all, but you know. And if Timey you think wimey, wimey, wimey. Timey Wimey saving Banto is what causes the cylinder to go after the doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, that's how they well, should have written it. They should have, him meeting the race is what causes them to go get him in the one doctor. It would have been perfect. And one of the things that, you know, as we're continuing our spo- our spoiler-filled review of this Oh, it's spoiler-filled, <laughs> folks. Um, oh, oops, sorry. And, well, <laughs> I, I'm just going to get to it, and this is things on audio. At the end of the story, you're listening to it, and there's kisses and fireworks and everything else. But I think it's Mel is right, who is sitting there saying, you know, they just, Sally Ann is running off with money that was rightfully stolen stolen from these people. Not to mention, an entire planet blew up and killed how many people? That's all, like, swept away. You know, tens of thousands of people are dead, but we're just, we're fine. It's a happy, it's a happy, smiley firework story. (laughs) Was that the 11th planet, I think? Yeah. I think it was uninhabited, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was uninhabited. I thought they did say that. Okay, you don't blow what, you don't blow up a planet. It'll still mess up your solar system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It still causes, and no one, no one, like, there's no consequences. What the heck? But you know, had they not done it, the Geloid might not have given the diamond. 
Right. Had they not done because the jelloid was paying attention to all that was going on in mm. the in in the system, and so had the planet not been blown up, he may not have trusted them. Even though he did say the doctor had a trustworthy case. So Tina and Danny, I want to ask a question that sort of carries over from segment one, but I want to get from you too. This is a doctor that neither of you had experienced before. You have not experienced Colin Baker as the sixth doctor. Uh, uh -huh. Given it a little bit of backup, Colin Baker, the regeneration from Peter Davison into Colin Baker was very rough. As a result, the doctor came out a little unhinged. Like one of the first things he tries to do in the first episode is kill his companion in the, like he attacks oh, Perry and tries strangles. to- Strangles. Yeah. Strangles would be the word. He attacks her, strangles her and tries to kill her. And it's like, he's a little- off granted he stabilizes as it moves on but how is it were you able to see in your mind the doctor even though this was written for a doctor that you had not met or seen yeah for sure and yeah for sure it seemed very doctor who to me like in what way was he the doctor for you i mean uh just like real uh quick witty hmm yeah, that's the thing about um, Colin. He is his doctor is very verbose. There's a lot of words. Banjo points that out. He's a little pompous, so that actually kind of works out. That makes you think of the doctor because sometimes when he's always like, you know, you have me. I'm the smartest person in the room, and you know, say he's like, I need a thesaurus with you, a dictionary, you know. And I was laughing because I'm like, really? They're not that big of words. Maybe to learn. <laughs> um, but I found that um, also how he talked to Mel as well. Like, not at, he didn't really, I don't feel he talked at her. I felt like, you know, it was really his companion. It was someone that he was really good friends with. It's someone that he trusted. And you uh, could tell, like, that's something that you always see with the doctor when the, that he has the companion that he's really close to or and he or she. And, uh, you know, even though you may not know all the answers that, you know, the, the doctor may have, but they, that he or she knows that you're going to get to whatever they've assigned you to do and that you can do this and you guys will meet together and the doctor's always going to try to, you know, make it work. And what, would you say, you, go, oh, go ahead, Mark. No, I was just going to say, what do you guys think of the Stardis? <laughs> when I figured out it was a porta potty, I almost died. <laughs> I gotta tell you something. Me and my girlfriend, every time we w see a porta potty, we're like, "There's a TARDIS. Where's the doctor?" And I mean, I've been doing this for years, and 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 before I met her. So I mean, this is in the '90s, uh, even. And I'm gonna get a little risque here. There is a porn movie called Doctor Lou and the Phallics, and they use a porta potty as the TARDIS. The start. That's. <laughs> Oh gosh! So late night who for anybody? Late night know. who? Oh, it's really bad. Don't watch that movie. Don't watch that movie. We we tried reviewing it. It was not good. <laughs> Get that shirt and knee out. Oh yeah. Um, but I thought I don't know. I thought it was hilarious though. Was that he was like we researched it and she's like it's a portal. I'm like eh, oh it's a toilet. So in, I'm like, ew. And when it was dematerializing, the gurgling in the, of the pipes while the TARDIS sound was going. <laughs> I think it'd have been better if they flushed the toilet and then that's what made them, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like the Ministry of Magic. Well, 
the problem is, Danny, the sound of a flushing toilet has been taken in Doctor Who by the roar of a Yeti. That is actually what that sound effect comes from. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things I want to point out for a lot for a lot of people is the cast, Danny. You picked up on Matt Lucas really quickly. Um, Banto Zane was played by Christopher Biggins. He, I mean, has been in everything. He was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. And he's been in Poldark. He's been up one side and down seven. He's all over the place. Now, the, the actress who played Sally Ann, Claire Buckfield, she, mm -hmm. you're going to hear her up and down. She's been <clears throat> used by Big Finish several times in several ranges. This is not the last time you will hear from her. Okay. What about Nicholas Pegg? Nicholas Pegg has been, name it. In, in <laughs> He's been everything from Daleks to name it. Yeah. Exterminate! Exterminate! So, I want to spend the last couple minutes. Final thoughts, uh, ladies, Mark. Would you recommend this audio for somebody who had never listened to a Doctor Who audio before? I'm going to start and say yes. I, I think that it should be listened to. Uh, I'm also going to let you know, um, when I first got this CD back in 2001, um, I noticed the last track mm -hmm. was 15 minutes long. And I'm like, hmm, it's a long episode four. But, you know, Big Finish sometimes had longer episodes or shorter episodes than the 25-minute random. Um, and so the episode ends, and I'm like, there's still 10 minutes left and there's silence and okay you know what I, I i was betting on a bonus track i didn't get one bonus track i got two bonus tracks on this thing this was yeah. uh it was because it was a christmas episode so the doctor and mel had just celebrated christmas and he does the william hartnell happy christmas to all you at home and then they do uh, there's another pause for a couple minutes, and then there's more weakest link questions. And it's good to know that Gloria Gaynor is in the Doctor Who universe. It, it, it's good to know that. I will survive, definitely. And Robbie Williams III uh, is the Prime Minister's grandson or something? I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I thought those jokes were funny, and they were just... They just played it, and this is just a funny story. Uh, and, and you're right. It is the basis of The Next Doctor. So mm -hmm. if you like The Next Doctor and you want to see something similar but funnier, go for this. Yep. Uh, Danny? So I would because um, I found it kind of interesting, and I think that, as you said before, it kind of correlates to uh, current Doctor's. So it wasn't a hard um, sell in understanding that this person is the doctor, even though I've never seen an episode with him in it. Um, besides like, you know, the ones that you, you know, when they do like the specials and it's like the behind the head. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. I think it gives a really nice dichotomy of uh, the doctor and, and a companion. And I like that it really does allow the companion to shine as well. And why not? It has a really silly, goofy villain that's not really a villain, and then a bunch of other villains that are weirdly villains, but kind of. <laughs> I'm like, there you go. Plot twists and fun. 
and it's a, it's kind of like when you think of like an easy read it's an easy listen it's not <laughs> overly complicated it's not you don't have to have you don't really need to know i like knowing a bit of the backstory of, of that doctor um but i didn't need it in order to know that this person is the doctor i know that there's 13 you know incarnations of the doctor this guy is definitely one sounds like it um he acts like it and i think it's fun and tina I, I would recommend it to someone who already loves Doctor Who. I wouldn't say it's a good starting point um, because it, I don't think it would make that much sense. But, uh, but knowing how kind of how the Doctor uh, operates already, like I think it's even though I personally didn't really enjoy it, um, I definitely think it's worth, worth hearing just to kind of get back into that uh, universe a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just to piggyback on what you're saying, Tina, and explain it, I think what we're, <clears throat> when we're saying recommending to new listeners, if somebody walks up to me and says, Jared, what's this Doctor Who thing? My first instinct is never going to be to give them a big finish audio. No matter, no matter how much they love it, that will never be my first instinct. But if, like Tina said, if they are already a fan and they already know what it is, absolutely 100%. So, Mark, Danny, Tina, thump the one doctor, one to ten. Mark? Nine. Danny? Seven and a half. Tina? <laughs> I'm going to go three. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, you go, girl. Stick to your gun. <laughs> you Stick are the gun. feeblest contestant. Goodbye. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark, go. I'm going to give it a 10. I'm going to give it a 10 because as a doc, long-time Doctor Who fan, I absolutely loved it. And I loved it because this, for me personally, changed my opinion of Colin. Oh, oh yes, definitely. Because I, up until this point, up until listening to this, only had their TV really to go off of. And I was like, I hate them both. They can just go off. But then I was like, I got to the end of the story. And I was like, this was great. He was great. She was great. Maybe I was wrong about these characters. So that's why I'm going to give it a little, you know, a little bit of a 9.5, 10, because it was really good. Cool. So with that, that was the one Doctor we that you have, ladies have both survived your first classic series full-length Doctor Who audio story. Yay! Oh, but guess what? Next week you're going to have fun, girls. I know. We're taking we're taking the TARDIS. We're going out of the new out of the classic series and dropping right into the new series. Uh, listeners, for all of you at home that are following around, our next story that we're going to be reviewing here on Doctor Who Audio Files is a tenth Doctor story that um, Doctor Who gave ten out of ten. Mm -hmm. It was recorded a couple years back. It was released as part of the beat the Big Finish, 10th Doctor Odd Adventures Part 2, but it is also available as a single release. You can go on to Big Finish's website and buy it on its own. It's a story featuring David Tennant as the Yay! Doctor and Billy Piper as Rose, and oh, wow. that is the infamy of the Xeros. Um, There's well, someone else in it. We're, we're, you know what? We're not going to go there except for Camille Kaduri. We'll, we'll say that. It's Camille Kaduri is Jackie. Jackie. Yep. So the 10th Doctor, Rose, Jackie, it's their story. It's a fun little 
one disc, so the story is one hour long, so it's not a two hour like time investment. I know that's really hard for some people. But yeah, it's re it's really good. Um can we, listen, can we listen to the promo? Um I will add the promo at the end of this. The problem with the promo is the promo is not for Infamy of the Xeros only. Oh, it's for all three. It's for the entirety of the box set. So mm -hmm. it's a little confusing. So after the show is done, I'll tack on the promo for those that want to listen to it. But like I said, it is for the entirety of the box set. So there's elements on the promo that don't exist in the story. Fantastic. And uh, don't forget, Jared, to remind everyone to check us out on Facebook. On the Facebook? That's right, Doctor Who Audio Files. Also on the Twitter. Yep, we have on the Twitter. On at, the Twitter machine. At Doctor Who Audio. That's right. And you can also uh, find us as well. Um, mm -hmm. If you're looking for us, you can find us. We're on the Twitter as well. We're on the Twitter. We're on the Facebook. Go to Odyssey. You'll find us. You will find Mark. Mark is on Mark Who 42, shockingly enough. Shockingly <laughs> enough, Mark Who 42. <laughs> Take uh, you, will find, you will find me every, every week on The Seventh Rule with Aaron Eisenberger and Sirach Lofton. Uh, Sirach. 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 Get his name right. Sir, like Sirach of Lofton. And you will find me with Danny every week on Trek 360. Danny, you're on Trek 360 and you've got well, by the time they're listening to this, our, our, by the time they're listening to this, our live show would have been two days ago. Oh, oh, the the Orville finale. Of yes. Season two. Yeah. So That's okay. They can catch it on demand. Yep. That this yeah, one will be catch it on demand. I will oh. remember to record this one. And Tina, you'll find Tina around on Facebook everywhere. So, Tina, you excited to go for New Series Land next week? I'm very excited. It's good. I mean, David sounds amazing in audio and i think his stories will the story that when you listen to it will be a little bit more up your tempo i'm sure yep so with that said if you have any questions comments as danny said find us online on the twitter on the facebook everywhere go listen to an audio infamy of the xeros is next week mark you have anything left you know, they should listen to the episode before they listen to us. So take, go out, get, uh, get a, down, a download. It's not that expensive from Big Finish. Uh, Infamy of Zeros. Yeah, it's like $9. US. $9, and you can listen to David Tennant, Billy Piper, and Camille Kaduri and have a blast. And then you can listen and, and, and comment on what we talk about. You can comment to us. Comment um, and if you have any general Doctor Who audio questions, please send us between myself, Mark, Danny, Tina, and whoever else is here. We'll find those answers for you. Yeah, and if you have a question about in, Infamy of Zeros, totally get in touch with us before next week yep. so we could have it on the show and answer your question on the show. Yep, absolutely. So for Mark Baumgarten, Danny, and Tina, I'm Jared, and thank you again for listening to Doctor Who Audio Files. This is Odyssey.